Hey, everybody. I'm Andy Weinberg, and welcome to episode 73. 73. 73. There we go. Of the David Osikinen in the pocket podcast we're coming to you live on phillyrockradio.com and we're here at the wildfire radio studios in woodbury new jersey mm-hmm. you can of course find us wherever you get your podcasts um we have a really great guest this week we're really excited to have him his name is carmine rojas he's a incredible bass player who has played with when you say this guy's played with everybody he has. This guy has played with <laughs> everybody, everybody. Great, you should mention. <laughs> legendary. Yeah, yeah, I mean, legendary. the names that he's played yeah. with. We're, yeah. we're going to get to Carmine in just a minute. He's on the phone with us from his home in Los Angeles. I, I do want to mention um, yeah. the last couple of days, it, it's been a tough day for a tough time. Uh, we lost somebody very special uh, to the Philadelphia music community, yeah. uh, very special to David uh, personally. Um, we're not going to mention him by name right now just because we don't know what the family wants out there. Yeah. But um, we're thinking about him. We're thinking about the family. And I know, Dave, you were kind of going back and forth, even if you wanted to do the podcast today, because that's how important this guy was to you. Absolutely. But the idea Mm. of just kind of getting away from it all for an hour and just talking music and just. Indeed. Indeed. You know, I mean, music is a sanctuary for us all. And, uh, you know, with my friend who is uh, going through a lot and. Today, uh, you know, when I spoke to Carmine and asking him to come on the podcast, it was really important for me to be here because of what this guy meant to me and other Philadelphia great musicians. Uh, uh, You know, it was important. And yesterday, of course, as you said, was a difficult day. And uh, uh, we'll be talking about that, I'm sure, later sometime. But uh, we'll move on to better and more upbeat things like right today. and we'll just kind of enjoy some great music conversation exactly for the next app because exactly. nothing heals like like music i mean yeah so. nothing when you lose we know you lose uh, greatness and, and 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 youth and that's something that's very difficult uh, to deal with uh, t- today but uh, you know again as always music is the is the go-to for me you know it's like okay how do i find peace i re- I, I i still remember like as a kid when Keith Moon lost, when Keith Moon passed away, John Bonham passed away. It's like I, I remember like I was a kid living at my folks house and I would go to my bedroom and put records on and just listen to music for peace, for like just kind of like that was my spirituality, you know. So um, the podcast today and Carmine Rojas and his career and, and what he meant to, to me uh, is, was important for me to uh, get here and do what we do. You know, so well, well said, David. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, our thoughts are, are are with our friend, with our friends and our yeah. family. So, yeah. Our, yeah. his family, rather. Um, I want to mention real quick our sponsors before we get going with Carmine. Uh, we're once again brought to you this week by GotPeace.com. Our friend Trudy Handelman, who has been such a huge supporter of this podcast, uh, GotPeace.com. They make all kinds of cool products that just promote messages of peace, love, unity. Uh, they got hats, they got shirts, they have little dog tag necklaces, they have stuffed cows, a peace cow, a love cow. Yeah. It, it's cool stuff. So just go on their website, GotPeace.com, or you can actually call Trudy, 424 343 1213. She's actually out in LA where our yeah. friend, where our, our guest Carmine mine is this week. So uh, check it out, gotpeace.com. Also, croakerpercussion.com, another great friend of the show, Eric Metz, 215-669-8588 is that number. And at Croker Percussion, they are dedicated to creating quality handcrafted percussion instruments with superior sound qualities. Mm. Really cool stuff they have. Uh, Again, if you have a drummer in your life, this is a great gift idea with the holidays coming up, not too far away. Uh, and once again, our friends at School of Rock in Berwyn, Pennsylvania, where Dave is an instructor. Love it there. Dave, uh, you want to give a quick plug uh, just, to School just of Rock? a great program. The more I watch and see what's going on there, they have great guys giving lessons there, the stage. I mean, if we would have had this growing up, forget about it, man. We would all have been hanging out at that school instead of trying to get out of school. You know? <laughs> that's right. It was that's great. a school you, right, you don't want to That's a school come. I want to be at. Yeah. You know? uh, it's funny. Like this week, I was watching them. They, they get the, they're working on a Led Zeppelin show and an actual performance. They're doing Prince's show. They're doing Alanis Morissette. Uh, I'm missing, I think I'm missing one other show, but they got performances. And I noticed there's like maybe uh, 20 kids 
working on the songs, the wonton song, uh, you know, princess stuff. I mean, it's just just a great environment for learning. And uh, again, if you go and you mention the podcast, you listen to David Austin is in the pocket, you'll get us a, a special discount from uh, Dave Marsh and Rick Allison. So tell them you heard about the uh, School of Rock uh, Berwyn from us. Right. And yeah. of course, you can go to School of Rock wherever you're listening to us, anywhere in the country. Dave specifically teaches at the one in Berwyn. And yeah. they're not all offering the discount, just the one in Berwyn. <laughs> but you can yeah. check out School of Rock right anywhere. Right all right. Well, uh, as we said, on the line with us from his home in L.A., one of the great bass players on the planet. Indeed. Carmine Rojas, and I know Dave, someone who means a lot to you. How you doing, Carmine? How are you, Carmine? Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. That's How right. Yeah, good morning. You're up bright and early out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was concerned about that. When I asked you, Carmine, I thought, oh, wait a minute. We, we go on at 11.30. Actually, we used to do 11. Now we backed it up to 11.30, so it's just a little a half hour. But um, no, it's, all, it's, it's all good because I, I get up early anyway. Good I'm, to I'm hear. A, I'm an early bird. I'm early. Yeah. But, but first thing, yeah. my condolences to your friend, Thank wherever you. it may be. Yeah. You know, yeah. Of, the, of, of, the, of the musician's community. Yeah. yeah. God bless. Bless them and um, yeah, well, yeah. a safe journey. Yeah, and listen, I'll I'll, I'll be in touch and I'll, I'll let you know because you know you, you I'm sure there's there's you know with your connections to Philadelphia and um, yeah. uh, Philadelphia, I know. You, yes, indeed, uh, indeed you do. Uh, um, so you know, I I gotta just quickly tell you, you know, because I saw Carmine. Uh, and I've actually wa- watched his career uh, uh, pretty up close, you know, knowing him from meeting him back in the, the early days in Philadelphia through uh, Steve Solitus and uh, other musicians and uh, the bands that he played with. Um, uh, I, I, I was like, I remember there was just something different in the room when Carmine came in. It was just like, oh my God. This like even before I saw Carmine play with David Bowie, like he was a star to me. Like when Carmine was in town, I think um uh, you were spending. Uh, uh, you might have been playing with Buff at the time, but I remember right. it, it just. It was just you knew that something was special there, and and you were always so incredibly giving too. I remember you telling me about your, your career, and we talked about. And you, I don't know if you remember this, but you played with. Um, you you did. I don't know. Uh, it was back in the day when we called a, a, like a bass tech a roadie, and you said I was roadieing for uh, for uh, uh, a Larry Graham, and you were telling me stories about Sly and a St- Family Stone, and you, we talked about Bill Lorden, and we talked about drummers, and 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 that whole scene, and you were always so willing to share your stories and what you were experiencing with with me and anybody that was listening and that's what I always thought was so super cool about you Carmine and when I you know of course and at that time you were doing you were playing with when LaBelle was with Sarah Dash and Nona you did the Nona Hendrix thing with Prater and uh there's just these great recordings and I remember I was collecting cassettes I'd get these cassettes I wasn't as crazy as Prater with cassettes but I was pretty pretty crazy collecting cassettes and they had these amazing cassettes of you playing I still remember you playing the song I'm winning notice version I'm winning with you and Prater as the rhythm section and it was as great as anything I ever heard in my life and uh, so thank you my friend for all the inspiration and congratulations to you on an amazing career and I remember the, the, Hooter, the Hooters and I remember when you know seeing Baby Grand before I even knew Rob and Eric and because uh, I got to introduce sort of to those guys through Carmine knowing you know, it, it, well, we'll, we'll get into the whole baby so just great stuff, stuff man. Connection. You know, yeah, seeing you at the record plant in New York. <laughs> yeah. I could go on. You're, yeah. you're, you're like, um, you're, I, I idolize you, my yeah. friend. Yeah. We could just I, let I Dave guess, tell uh, for the next hour, talk yeah, about how exactly. much he loves you and your work, Carmine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're done. Nah, 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 nah. You're not going anywhere, my friend. We're going to nah, be nah, listening nah, to nah, you. Nah. We got so nah. much to talk about with you. And sometimes we do it chronologically. Yeah. Sometimes we do it. But let's start with the big, with, with one of the biggies. And there's a million biggies in your career. But let's start with David Bowie, um, because you, the work you did with Bowie in the 80s. Phenomenal. Um, you know, obviously the Let's Dance album, the, the couple albums after that, the tours, the Serious Moonlight tours. I mean, talk about what it's like. You know, And you were still, I mean, you were experienced at that point, but you were still a relatively young guy, you know, and, and you're now you're in, in the band with David Bowie. I mean, can you just talk about what that was like for you and how that all came about? Yeah, the interesting thing is that I, I guess getting to that point, you know, being allowed to be with a David Bowie or 
somewhat that super because you know I grew up I grew up listening to so many different kinds of bands and yeah. um, my my 60s was you know R and B funk yeah. English rock R and B yeah. you know I grew up listening to you know like from James Jamison to Chris Squire yeah. to Mick Carnes to yeah. Jack Bruce it was a combination of my versatility which I thought was important if you're going to play music yeah. you should learn you should, you should learn a lot of stuff yeah and and with that being helpful. Um, it, it made it possible to be with a David Bowie because mm. uh, being in that kind of band, your versatility is so important. Mm. Your, your 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 head has to be so wide, so widespread. Uh, yeah. Your abilities, your social skills, your abilities, yeah. and being at the right place at the right time. You know, those are pretty important things. But yeah. as a kid, as David was talking about earlier, I mean, I it I think I grew up. In my for my grandmother was paying it forward all the time, giving respect and having gratitude. Mm. And even as a young age, I kind of had that, not realizing it till years later. Yeah, that it was it was going to come in handy. And you know, as, you know, <laughs> funny you said walking into a room. I I, I never realized any of that kind of stuff. But no, you it's know, true. A, it's a little bit true. was conf- a little bit was confidence, yeah. and a lot of it was just wanted to be there and yeah. be curious what was going on at that point in time wherever i walked whatever room i walked into mm. but uh but the bowie thing was um it wasn't even an audition it was just kind of um he was looking for urban players to play on the, on the first album with now rogers and now rogers knew a lot of us yeah Tony right. thompson yeah. you know from tony thompson omar akeem mm-hmm. and uh we got called in a room to do a demo basically yeah and the honest truth was we we were never told that it was for him oh no so Wow. No, this is it, it, very true. And I walk into a room yeah. and I look, I look into power station and I look in there going, um, I don't know which one I'm, I'm supposed to be going to for Niles. So I walk in and it's a guy and I said it in my head, some, you know, David Bowie looking kind of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was laughing because this guy had a hat on, but he looked kind of like him, but you know, somebody <laughs> immolating him. Right. So I walk, I walked out of the, out of the room. The engineer follows behind me and says, Hey, Carmine, you're going to be in this room. I said, oh, okay. So I walk in and go, who's a, I told the engineer, who's that Bowie looking kind of a guy? <laughs> this, is a true, this, this is the true story. He says, that's David Bowie. <laughs> oh my God. That's and amazing. Looked, oh, that's great. And I, and I looked going, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that story. And, oh. you know, and so I approach him, but I didn't know whether to you know, curtsy, you know, to bow or to shake or to yeah, yeah. You know, sit on the other side of the room. I wasn't sure what to do because yeah. – yeah, you know, he's, he's someone who I actually seen yeah. in Philly, yeah. in Philly at the Spectrum, right? Uh, the '74 tour, uh, Diamond Dogs, and um, yeah. the yeah. Black White tour at right. the Spectrum, right? When I was living in Philly, I got to yeah. see those tours, yeah. And it was just very strange to be yeah. a part of that yeah. kind of situation. But yeah. uh, I was allowed to do what I what, what I do normally. Yeah, I just played and did what I did, and yeah. came up with what I did <laughs> organically. Yeah, and then the rest was kind of history because he's a He's actually, he's an amazing, uh, what do you call it? A uh, casting director. Yeah. So he knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. He knows, he knows what he wants at that point in time. Mm. Did you, um, do you remember what songs that you played that day? Do you remember with the suit? Yeah. The, the first day it was, we came in Monday, I think it was January 3rd or something, 83. Yeah. Cause I was, I was called on a Friday, showed up on a Monday. Yeah. Um, and I think the first song was either Modern Love. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Modern Love. Actually, wow. was the first song. Yeah. And we we kind of just, you know, they, he had a sketch idea. Yeah. And we just kind of turned it into like a revival or a gospel. Yeah. We, we, Omar, and I, Omar and myself at the rhythm section oh. approached it as a Oh, I thought that was to, it wasn't, uh, wasn't Tony. I thought that was Tony on that. No, the singles, uh. um, Modern Love, China Girl, yeah. and Let's Dance was basically was Omar. Ah. How about that? And Tony did Tony did Criminal World, Cat yeah. People, uh, and a couple other ones, which I can't, I can't Ricochet. at the moment. Yeah. Rico- Ricochet was Omar. Okay, all right. Wow. Yeah, Ricochet would have, would have been Omar. And uh, he was just kind of, he was making sure, David was making sure that it wasn't going to be all the chic guys on it, because, you know, usually with Nile, that's what you end up having. Yeah. Like like what happened to, you know, with Diana Ross and Madonna and yeah. Cher and whoever else. So David really controlled the situation. He wanted to make sure it ended up being a little bit different. Yeah. So I've, my I, approach, yeah. I, I was just going to say, Carl. Oh, go ahead. Finish. Finish your thought. I'm no, sorry. Go, go, no, go ahead. I'm, 
You're next. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I was reading an interview with you when you were talking about playing with David through, through, through you know, a large stretch of the 80s, and you just raved about what he was like as a person and how he, you know, how he interacted with the rest of the band. I, I, you, you were really complimentary was, of, of, what, of what he, because sometimes with these larger-than-life figures, and let's face it, Bowie was larger-than-life, you know, you don't know what most, you're going to get on, 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 a, on, a, you know, on a personal one-on-one level when you're away from the spotlight. You don't know what you're going to get. And I was, like I said, reading what you said about him, and it was just, you were just amazed by what a great guy he was yeah it was kind of it was, it was a bit shocking because i you know you just you just never know because sometimes when you meet your heroes mm. you're pretty you're pretty most most of the time you're pretty disappointed <laughs> <laughs> i agree i agree <laughs> you know that yeah Dave, you know that i do like, you oh, know i do yeah go on damn what, a, what an ass yeah i know i know <laughs> what is what a c word you know yeah <laughs> exactly yeah uh, and and uh he was completely the opposite yeah i mean he was just I guess, you know, each person has a different relationship with David and he morphs into whatever it is at that point in time. Yeah. And he's just, you know, musically, art wise, uh, visionary, he shared that stuff with you. Yeah. As much as he could. Mm. And he made sure that you were part of it and that you were gonna add to his chemistry. Yeah. At that point in time, whatever whatever it was called. Mm. And I was fortunate to be at the right place at the right time with what I knew. You know what? 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 Uh, ammo I had in my belt yeah. to uh, t tackle this pretty serious situation. Yeah, you had but the sound awesome. though. You're playing on that on those recordings are <laughs> are phenomenal. And and you know you you, you like you mentioned uh, James Jamis Jamison and the bass players you listened to. You at that time created a a sound and an identity f of yours of your own. It was like. Carmine, that's Carmine Rosa. Now to this day, you know, when you hear that, you can, it's like, there's his sound. There's his thing. Yeah. For a that's time. A combination. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a combination of me, uh, finding who I am. Yeah. Mixing, you know, James Jameson and Chris right. Squire at the same time, because criminal world, I, I approached it more like a, like a, like something Paul McCartney or Chris Squire would yeah. have done. Right. And I, I had to give, I had to give kudos to Bob Claremont. Yeah. engineer at the moment ah. absolutely who's a bass player too i didn't know that and we yeah bob claremont was the engineer and we were going how should we approach this and i said let's find out a way we could do a paul mccartney sound or an um or chris choir because i'll play with a pick ah and the, and he said oh that would be awesome so i found a brand new part for criminal world uh because it was an overdub oh um yeah it was an overdub there was another, another bass player on it uh which i can't mention his name uh-huh and I came in as an overdub because David wasn't happy. So, yeah. and then, you know, Criminal World came out like that. It's just an original idea at the spot. Tony Thompson played drums on it. Yeah. And I just kind of overdubbed, felt the way Tony was going about it, and took change, took, you know, random, uh, took advantage of uh, whatever the chord changes were, and came up yeah. with a bass line. Uh, well, speaking of, of, of iconic bass lines from that album, yeah. uh, there's a story I know behind China Girl. Uh, that's uh, uh, phenomenal. You know, they, they, yeah, if you want to tell that story, then maybe we can listen to a little of it after you tell the story. But uh. yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a. What happened a few days before uh, the session, and this is this is again no bullshit, a true story. Uh, I heard under my thumb the Rolling Stones, uh. and from my model radio, from the little one speaker of model station AM station, I heard which I didn't hear before. When I originally heard the years before, <laughs> right? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, what the hell is that sound? It's, it's like a vibraphone. Uh -huh. Somebody playing vibes on it, which I never heard before because I, I mean, the mono really picked it up. Going, who the hell's playing vibes on there? Uh -huh. Which was Brian, which was Brian Jones. Mm -hmm. Now he's playing these great chord changes, uh, melody lines over similar changes to China Girl in the uh -huh. chorus. Uh -huh. So somehow, somehow that stuck in my head because it was such a unique part from Brian Jones. It just stayed in my head until we, you know, like a week later, I think it was, we started playing, the, like learning trying to grow, which I never heard. I never heard the original. Uh -huh. So, uh, so when it came to the chorus, but I'm going thinking, I, I can hear that, that silly ass line that what's the name Brian Jones did, but I couldn't figure out how how I couldn't figure the line. Uh -huh. So I just I just ended up playing. It had the same chord changes, uh -huh. the E minor, the D to the C, uh -huh. and um, I just ended up playing like a child rhyme over it, like a riff, like a big rock riff. Yeah, which you know, which would sound great in the stadium or something. Thinking, you know, in my head, you yeah. know, like it would sound great at the Spectrum or Madison Square Garden. Or something. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, my imaginary brain, which which goes always out there, 
And uh, the line worked, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's too much for the song. And David just puts his thumb up. Loved it. I went, oh, I said, wow, okay. Then I'll just do that every chorus, yeah. and I'll come up with a intro and a beginning part. And um, yeah, it, it was it was actually you know gifted. <laughs> oh, from, the, from the spiritualness of yeah. Brian Jones. So if you're not that? listening to the radio at that exact moment when Under My Thumb comes yeah. on, China Girl's a completely different song, basically. <laughs> it, it, it's quite a possibility. Hey, wow. you know? it, it was just weird. When you listen to, yeah. the, listen to Brian Jones play the vibe, and it was like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
the two, uh, you know, the two worlds, yeah. mixing R&B and English stuff together. No one does it better. And yeah, as I, you said, it, it actually was not the first version. People, David wrote that with Iggy, Iggy Pop, and Iggy's version came out before David's. I didn't know that. And Iggy's version Correct. did not have, obviously because Carmine no. wasn't involved with it, did not have that bass line. Uh, yeah, there's no bass line at all with Iggy's, at yeah. all. Which yeah. later on I heard going, oh, shit. So maybe, maybe I got lucky or it was kind of edited out. You know, uh, after, you know we, we didn't know after we did the – and in the room, it was just basically Nile, Omar, and myself, and Rob Sabino on keyboards. It was Everything was really pretty we, – we cut everything pretty naked. Yeah. So so we didn't know where it was going to go. And in my mind, I had, you know, you know station to station. I had, you know, heroes. I had mm-hmm. all, all that kind of stuff in my head, low. Yeah. In my head. And yeah. the album was so different from yeah. all that stuff. But I knew before, and I just thought he's experimenting with something. Mm. I guess eventually he'll know what it is, and mm. not realizing that it was going to be that major. It was massive. I mean, no it, it was massive for well, me. A fan of his changed my. I mean, because I, you know, like I love the other stuff, but Ziggy Stardust was the album. Honky Door and Ziggy Stardust yeah. were the albums, and then album. then that record. The one with Let's Dance and China Girl. That record. All of a sudden, he went. It was like, oh, he went. He he took it up a few notches, you know. Yeah. It was like, and 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 I remember, I still remember seeing you. I saw you at the Spectrum, and, and that show that you did, and, and there was a transition between fashion, and I forget what two songs, but I've never saw the Spectrum rock like that in my life. The, the transition yeah, in, in between, I forget it was you did fashion into uh, was it um, uh, fame a, fame. Was it fame yeah. and fashion? I, I think fashion, it, 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 uh, fashion and maybe look back at anger. Something it was something like that. Cause uh, we, we had a segue. It was sick. Right. It was sick because it was so <laughs> good. I remember it's like the whole area where I was sitting was just like. <gasps> Oh my God! Like you know, like musically, the whole room <laughs> shook, and you were up there playing the bass, and I'm like, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> it was I'm great. just thinking. I, I was in high school when Let's yeah. Dance came out. Not to make uh, you guys feel old, but I was still in high school when uh, Let's Dance came out. Yeah. And oh my God! I mean, it didn't matter what high school group you, what clique you were in, what that was the know, record. Who, whether you were a jock or a nerd or record. whoever you hung out with, everybody was freaking listening yeah. to that album. That was, was the record. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it took a it took a while for the people to kind of. You know, I mean, there were people like really hammering on and going, you know, well, we don't know about this. It's the 80s or whatever. Yeah. You know what? It's a time period in time. It's as 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 years go by, yeah. people go back to going, wow, it was actually very cool. So, uh, he changed it, yeah. man. He took it up. Yeah, it well, was like change things. Yeah. yeah. And it holds up. It holds yeah. up, too. Yeah. It, I mean, it does, it, hold, it does you hold up. You know, you could say it's of the time, but it also holds up. I mean, you can't yeah, listen to I, I was listening to Let's Dance on the way over here, actually. And it's just, I, you know, every, everything that's been going on, it's, you know, there's a lot to be sad about. But you can't be sad when you're listening to a song like Let's Dance. No. I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, no, um, no. Hey, let's jump around a little bit, because uh, by the end yes. of the 80s and then into well into the 90s, you're um, you're Rod Stewart's musical director, For which is talk about another larger than life person. Yeah. You know, so let, 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 let's uh, talk. I mean, had you ever been a musical director before that? Or I guess you did so with um, no, Julian Lennon, right? But I, or but I was a, I was a musical director with Julian Lennon in '85 and '86. But I learned I learned my skills. What I learned that stuff from was from Carlos Alomar, watching him do David Bowie, right? And and being so proud of you know of watching another Puerto Rican, yeah, you know, was very was very proud for me to watch him because I've been. I've been yeah. a big fan of Carlos. Yeah, and watching him, watching him direct traffic yeah. is absolutely stunning. And yeah. he let me do it one day because he, he was he had to go to the bathroom or something. He yeah. said, "You take over." Yeah, it scared the shit out of me. I was like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> no, yeah. no way!" Yeah, and he told everyone he's directing traffic. I'll be right back. Right, and I went, "Well, what do you want me to do?" You know. Yeah, but I learned. I watched them. Yeah. and we spend you know. 10 months on tour. I mean, watch him carefully. Yeah. And all the stuff that I've learned came from Carlos, you know, yeah. he was my teacher for that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he was a beautiful yeah. human being as well. I, with the Hooters, oh, wow. I, 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 I don't know if you noticed, uh, we, when we played the Berlin Wall with Roger Waters, uh, he had a band, I think, with his wife. And he, we were one of the, he was one of the bands that played with us that day, along with uh, right. uh, uh, Levon and, and Rick Danko. There was we were op- opening yes. acts. But uh, Carlos played, his band played before us, so I got a chance to watch them. And what a gentleman and what a great guy, great yeah. guitar player. And, you know. Great show for you guys. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was fun, man. It was awesome all that, night. All that awesome stuff. night. Indeed. In, <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Yeah, the Rod Stewart, the Rod Stewart thing, um, I wasn't supposed to be the music director because it was actually supposed to be Tony Thompson. 
Oh. He was, because he was the one who got me in on the gig. Right. That's right. I forgot and about I brought, that, the yeah. video. Because I remember yeah. Eddie, Eddie was playing, um, right. Eddie gu- was playing guitar. guitar and, um, yeah. and you were playing bass and Tony was playing. And I think Jeff Golub right. was the other guitar player, correct? Wasn't Jeff? Jeff, play- came in, Jeff came in and took over after Eddie. Martinez. Oh, after Eddie Martinez, but uh, right. there was a video Eddie, I remember, and I forget what song right. it was, but but that's when I remember oh, Tony yeah. was playing, you know. So yeah, uh, incredible. And then, and then Tony left. I had I ended up kind of taking it over, you know, saving it. And Tony Brock came in for the yes. year, great, which was, which was great. Yeah, he's a great, great life legend, saver. legendary drummer too, you know. So yeah, from the great. babies, right, know, right, awesome drummer, another. Great pocket, great feel, English yeah, feel. Right. Uh, and then Dave Palmer. But yeah, that's that's what led me into being a music director for... Uh I mean, those, and, those and with Rod Stewart thing. too, it's yeah. sort of like with Bowie. There's so many different styles of music you're playing with with Rod Stewart. You have to. So exactly. I mean, that's got to be a huge challenge to uh, yeah. kind of keep everything, you know, well, from from veering wanted, wildly off course kind of thing. Right. He wanted a uh, an R and B kind of a like an American R and B because we could do R and B great. Yeah. But he was calling for an R and B band that could do English R and B and uh, and anything in between country. Right. Whatever else, right. folk acoustic stuff, right. and since being the big beat, and I was, you know, I, I saw him with the Jeff Beck group back in the day in New York, yeah. oh. Maurice. Right. So I've been a big fan already, and a big fan of his solo albums and yeah. the Faces. Yeah. So I was Likewise. in my head. I was, you know, yeah, exactly. So I wanted, you know, I wanted to play those songs, which yeah. he did eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And co-write with him. You had an interesting, I, I don't know, if, uh, Carmine, I don't know if you remember, but I remember Annie Chalice called me one day. I subbed a gig. Remember, I don't know if we played, it was like the Carousel of Hope. And Carmine, I had to come up and Annie calls me and says, hey, can you play a gig for us? I said, David has to do a gig. Can you play a gig? And I went up to Carmine's apartment in L.A. And we rehearsed <laughs> in his bedroom. Like I got drug right. sticks and we went up and played and Carmine and I saw Carmine in action doing his you know, MD thing. And I remember I got, you know, and there we are, we're doing Maggie May and a couple songs and it was a remarkable night I was going right. to ask if you guys never played me. together. So that I played with him there. Yeah. And, and, Stewart, yeah. And never really on it, but and, there we and, did. It was cool. Yeah, that's right. And as a kid. Yeah. You know, yeah. Boy, yes. Had, you have, you, boy, you were promising dude man you're like this guy <laughs> thank this you. guy's got he's got the job he, uh, he can do you. this thank you, you know? thank I mean, you. We, we all were growing we all were growing you know, into a situation hoping yeah. that it would you know come to light for us you know all of us and we watched the music business change over the years i remember i had a friend of mine uh there was a guitar player friend of mine that i really admired a great guitar player and i said i want you to meet carmine rojas and i remember you had you you, you again you were sharing and you said you know it's you could be a great player but it, you because you brought up an interesting you used the word uh socialization kind of like socialization yes. because right. it's not about it's always you know people say look i'm a great player so i should be it, there's more to it it's like how do you yeah. how how do you groove with your guys? How do you get along? How do you, yeah. you know, there's more to it. So, and you know yeah, that. You so, always talked right. about that. Right. Your social skills are very important. I Indeed. mean, in a band thing or in a, even a relationship, your yeah. social skills, your talent and visibility. Yeah. I, I call that kind of a, like a tri, like a triangle. Right. Yeah. Social skills, your, t- your abilities yeah. and your, uh, you know, being visible right. are really important. Indeed. And you could be a great player, but be an asshole. And it's, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, and we've run really, into those. <laughs> oh, quite a bit. Yeah, indeed. and it's really yeah. tough to put a band together. Yeah, when you have that kind of friction, where right. you know, if you if you play together as a team, yeah. boy, you win out big time. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, of course. You win out big time. Yeah, you know? but it's, you know, some people with the egos, yeah. you know, like like some guitar players we know or some singers, you know, it's, that, <laughs> it, it just kind of turns out that way. Right. You know, with, just sometimes. Without, without giving names, Carmine, are, are there stories of you meeting someone that you really idolize, and then and then working closely with them, and then thinking, "Oh man, they're they're an asshole." I mean, is that are there any yeah, specific? Yeah, again, yeah, you don't have to give me any names. Are there? No, yeah. There's, there's actually a lot because um, I think the reasoning of why why we do what we love is really important. Exactly. And to be grateful, and yeah. it's very spiritual, and it's very powerful when it's done the right way. Mm-hmm. But if you go into it selfishly, exactly, or with an ego, you're going to end up eventually on your own exactly you know, and, it's, and it's gonna sound that way you know you sound everyone sounds so much better when they got a great team behind them especially uh, when you, if you have a great rhythm section which no is, doubt to me to me very important right. bass and drums have to be the foundation right of whatever we're of whatever we're supporting in front of us exactly and and, and dave is dave knows this from old school yeah you, you protect the people in front exactly you know that's our like gig. A soldier 
Yeah, yeah you're right. So right. So right. We grew yeah. up on Cozy Pal and 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 and, yeah. and 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 stuff like that. Just the other day, I it was mentioned I've been teaching, and I got these young kids, and I and they listen to what they listen to. But I, we were because I said they were doing a Zeppelin show, and I said, hey, you want to hear something great? And matter of fact. I think you and I used to talk about this record. I played him Situation. I played him. I yeah. said, you want to hear, listen to this. You want to hear Jeff Beck with Max Middleton and, Cla- and, 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 and and for some reason you could hear uh, what Closey was playing and uh, just the greatest music in the world that sounds so incredible Good. and you hear the rhythm section just being what they were and just hold yeah. it, just got Jeff's back, you know? Exactly. Just got Jeff's exactly. back, you know? So, and you've That's always important. done that. You know, I, I, I remember, I mean, look, You've done day, all, I still do it. Yeah, I know you do. And, and every time I saw you, you were doing it. And, and I got to tell you, even bands that you had that weren't the, the huge bands, but like Driving School, that band, like you and Prater, that rhythm section was mean. Yeah. Nectar, mean. Just great yeah. stuff. The stuff you did with yeah. LaBelle, always incredible. Yeah. And to the it's time, we, my wife and I saw you play with Joe Bonamassa, and it was like mind-blowing. You and Tao. It was incredible. Yeah. Just beautiful, man. Yeah. You know, it's important. I mean, like even when you're jamming with people, I walk into a room. Well, I used to walk into a room, <laughs> and there were people going like, "Ah, oh, you want to come up and jam?" And the first thing I'll go, I'll, I'll look at my go, "Who's your drummer?" <laughs> I won't go up if it's a sad drummer. I won't do it, man. I won't. I, I won't. You know, get punished <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's important. I'm you gotta. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know. I mean, you got you gotta yeah. be. You know, and that's something yeah, if that sounds great. Yeah, but, if I'm gonna sound great, I want you to sound great. Yeah, and we should we shouldn't be tugging at each other. Yeah, you know, we're there to support and you know bring the house down. Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, do you want to uh, do you want to go back and talk a little bit about the Baby Grand days? Oh go, my god, because oh. Yeah, that's a band wow. that you know. I, that, I I got the great. I don't know, man. I'll tell you, Rob. And, and by the way, Rob, Rob, I told you, I told Rob Hyman that. You were going to be on the podcast, and he sends his love. He said, "Please tell Carmine oh, I give my best." You know, yeah, um, uh, both of them. They, he told they, there's a great story that always seems to come up. Um, tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, the, 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 the time the, the the van. I think your van broke down somewhere, and I don't know if equipment got stolen out of the van. But you had to, you were doing a gig somewhere, and then you I think you ended up driving the van. But you guys, it was the early days when I think you were playing yeah, at yes. like my father's place or something like that. Right, but, right, right. Right, right. You know, I mean, the, the, it, what a band that band, was! Great. It, it it did break down. You're absolutely right, and it was it was it was just fun. You know, it was yeah. you know again those early days when yeah. you know yeah it, it, it was all the music and about supporting what was yeah. happening with Prime. Yeah. And I was really I have to give Rob and Eric yeah and um you know them a lot of credit because you know allowing Prater and I to be a it's a crazy, the crazy two involved yeah. in that kind figure of, uh, salon, man. Figure yeah, salon. Yeah. We actually have I mean, that song. Taylor, do you have figure salon? I, yeah. Are we oh able to get God, that song? Oh my God! Play Taylor? figure salon. I mean, that's <laughs> sick. You know, Prater. I remember it like so because I hung with Prater and Prater. Dave, you got to learn how to play this one. Here you go. Here you go.
Rob, Rob was pulling out some records and he was telling me, he goes, I, I just, I can't play like that anymore. I mean, he says, like you said, some of that stuff that you got, Chick Corea, Korea, I mean, a fusion yeah. meets rock and roll. That was, there was well, some. We should I say, st- for, pe- for people who don't know, this is from Baby Grand, which is Rob Hyman and Eric Bazilian's band before, before the, Hooters. the Hooters. And that, I believe, album yes. came out in 1979. Ancient Medicine is the album. Yes. And that's yeah, the, clo- yeah, that's the closing track. And you can actually find the whole album on YouTube. I don't know if you can find it anywhere else because yeah. it's, uh, it's long out of print. <laughs> Jerry Murata grabs me one day. Um, Jerry Murata says to me, he goes, Hey Dave, hey Dave, uh, don't get offended by this. He goes, but I liked Baby Grand a lot more than the Hooters. I told you, I said I don't get offended by that. I said those guys were my heroes, man. All good. I just did a session with Jerry. You did? I just did wow. a session with Jerry. Wow. Yeah, we just did a session for uh, an English artist. Wow, he you, still plays amazing. Was that was that in? Uh, were you in New York when you did that, or did you do that here? Because he's got that. It studio. Was, it, it was an overdub. It was sent. To, it was sent to Los Angeles. Oh, there you go. And and I put a really great bass line on top of it because we yeah. go back from from Peter Gabriel days. Yeah, friends since '77. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we Nona Hendrix actually opened up for Peter Gabriel on a, his first European tour. Right. When Gabriel went solo, that's how that's how I met Jerry. Wow. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah, the brothers I mean, are great. Yeah. Carmine grew up. You grew up in Brooklyn, but obviously yes. you ended up doing work with a lot. You know, with Rob and Eric. You know, I guess down here in Philly. Yeah, or uh, yeah. I mean, how, how'd you meet those guys? Ten, uh, well, actually, we were leaving New York to get to California, and Leroy, the percussionist that was part of our band, Buff, yeah. lived in Philly. Right. So we stopped there, uh, broke down, and then we ended up being stuck there. <laughs> you never left uh, <laughs> never for a left. long time. Well, well I'm glad. We met, you, thank God that you did met, because you inspired yeah. a lot of great music in Philadelphia. Yeah, we met a lot of people. Yeah. And we were different. We, we were coming from New York, so we were very different from the Philly bands we were yeah. playing at the time. Yeah. Phaedra and yeah, Black you know, Circus. Black Circus. Yeah, Black Circus, wow. man. I remember. Hey, dude, I I I got a memory, man. I remember that stuff, and and uh, wow. you you guys were uh, really uh, Chuck and Leroy. Chuck, I mean, yeah. it was just a really Leroy, special. Nelson, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran into somebody who I forget. I ran into somebody. Well, at your show when I saw Lance? the Bowie reunion. I ran at Lance at the at the uh, reunion when I saw uh, the Bowie reunion thing. I saw Lance there. You know, I sat next to Lance, uh, by the way. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Just, uh, I'm so glad right. that you that happened because I remember, you know, just uh, talking about Paul Kossoff and all those cool British yes. bands. Like, I, I, I remember, like, I remember thinking, here's this guy that knew so much about R&B, Sly and the Family Stone, and then we were talking about Free and and, and Kossoff and Jeff Beck and all these stuff, and you say you got to check this out and you got to check that out. It was just <laughs> great learning stuff, you know. It's it's yeah, really important, yeah. you know. You you. We're very giving in that way, man. I, I got to thank you, man. It was very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was something that was easy for us to share. And yeah. again, we're like, you know, you always want to be in a band or in a community as a musician. Yeah. And when you're sharing stuff like that when you're young, it's it's a beautiful feeling. You feel yeah. very connected, right? you know, with everyone. And you could tell who's connected and who's not. Yeah. And, yeah. We, and we were listening. And Philadelphia had a great radio station. Yeah. Besides a... Besides the R&B stage, they had a great rock yeah, MMR, station. Yeah, WMMR. It's still, yeah. there, it's still there yes. today, yeah. yeah. Ab- absolutely. The DJs were absolutely awesome. Yeah. And the, the, the gigs and the concerts were a lot easier to go to than it was in New York for me. Right. So when I lived in Philly, I got to, you know, I got to sneak backstage for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Tower Theater was a blessing, you yeah. know. Seeing Thin Lizzy and, you know, just, it yeah. was just... Philadelphia at that time, right. uh, 72 to 79, was yeah. absolutely yeah, I educational forgot. for me. Yeah, and you were yeah. really into Thin Lizzy. I forgot I forgot about that. Gary <laughs> yeah. Moore and that whole scene. Yeah. That, yeah, that um, You, you were him. really into them. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, I went back because the Hooters spent a lot of time in Europe. We, you know, hopefully we go back yes. this year. We're supposed to, but you know, Thin Lizzy was, you know, that they they were big here, but in Europe, forget about it. Yeah. You know how the scene was. You guys in Germany were still. You guys in Germany were massive. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. yeah. We were we were supposed to do almost thirty dates there this year, and unfortunately, because right. of COVID, those things got yeah. blown off. But you know, yeah. hopefully all next. Us, hopefully, yeah. you, you know, it's like all of us. It seems like. You know, I, I, my studio chops at home, my own recording chops have gotten better because of COVID. <laughs> you know, it's that I had to it's learn. True. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. I had to do you it. You got to sit down and listen to stuff. Listen. To, yeah. I, I, I went back to my old files and go, oh, yeah. that record. Oh, look at right. that. Dreams, right. you know, from New York. Yeah. There's a lot of things I can, I've been like going back to and just kind of, you know, actually really, I mean, 
it's very satisfying. Yeah. You go through all that kind of stuff. Sure. And you know that you're a part of it. Yeah. And to get to, to, just to get ready for whatever's coming up right. in in the future, you know, because right. you're never you're never you never stop learning. Right. And you're never ever going to be perfect. And you're never going to, you know, you're just it's endless material yeah. out there that you could just you could just feed yourself with. You sound like you sound now. I you said you were back because I know you did a little stint in Las Vegas for a while, living there. Now you're back yeah, in yeah. L.A. Yeah. And, yeah. and you sound really just look, revitalized, even with all this stuff going on. I know you're anxious to get back to play, but oh, you know, I, I you know, I haven't been like a lot of people haven't been able to travel. Uh, I have a son who's in Arizona. I'm thinking, man, I'd love to get on a plane. But how no is way. it? How is it in L.A. right now? How is how is it's 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 like everywhere else except for the fires on the West Coast because we have fires. Yeah, and, you know, it's the smoke in the air. It's a little bit. It's it's a bit iffy, mm. uh, but it's a lot worse. Uh, Portland, Seattle, yeah. Northern California is a lot worse. We're in Southern California. Right. We have different. We have different problems. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Traveling wise. Uh, I guess you can still visit your son, but it, uh, you still yeah. have to be careful. Yeah, I mean, Whatever it's it's something yeah. I always keep an eye on where the hot spot is. You know, he was out in yeah. San Diego, and uh, and then he would, uh, and that was like uh, it seemed like it was easier, but now with the fires and everything, I, I I'm just yeah. trying to be to be as careful as possible. Yeah, yeah. But and this, the second wave, yeah, get ready to get, you know be yeah, careful know. of the second wave exactly. if it happens. Yeah, but help. You know, I have lung issues and I have asthma, so I have to yeah, be like extra, extra. My son oh, yeah. does too. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, extra, yeah. extra careful. Hey, let's get back to some music talk because um, yes, there's so yeah. many, so many people that you've played with. That we're not we're going to have time to talk about all of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, just to throw out some legendary names: Tina Turner. You did an album with her, yeah, Foreign Affair, in, in 1989. Uh, that must have been something working with her. Yeah, she's she, she had a lot of stories. Uh, <laughs> Dan, Dan, well, Dan, Dan Hartman. Um, was he with Ego Winner, bass player? Uh huh. Dan, yeah, he was a he was a producer, and he said, "Whatever you do, don't bring up, don't ask her to bring up stories because you'll you'll never shut her down. You never <laughs> shut her down." Wow, really? So, and it and it was Eddie Martinez on the session with me and Jeff yeah. Bova. Oh, and J and J T Lewis, and we we're going. Wow. Ask her about Jay Brown or Wilson Pickett. Let's see yeah, what yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, we, and and we did. <laughs> yeah. And, she, oh, and wow. we, were, we were like kids looking up to her because yeah. she was beautiful. Yeah, she, I know. She, yeah. She had like. Like a halo around her. Exactly. Gorgeous. I know. Yeah. And and she starts breaking into the story, and in comes Dan. <laughs> yeah. Like. And we were like, we, we had to find out about Wilson Pickett, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's wow. like, I told you not to ask her. Yeah. 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 It was true because yeah. you couldn't you couldn't shut her down because she she loved she yeah. had so many stories. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey Carmine. Was, you know. I, just one second. I don't. We don't have time to play the whole song, but I just, just the the beginning of this song. Just yeah. the, the hit. The bass hits you right away. Yeah. It's a song from that album called Steamy Windows. Uh, oh, yeah. Tony Joe White song. Listen to her at all? <laughs> you know, it's funny because right. we it was two different sessions. Yeah. And Tony Joe White wrote those songs, oh. the ones that I played on. Yeah, so yeah. Great. We wanted to make it more like swamp, you know, nice sw kind of swampy, pop yeah. swamp or whatever. Yeah. And that's how that came about by having that kind of feel. Yeah. But Tony Joe White writes those kind of songs. Which yeah. Are awesome. She you know? sounds amazing. Oh, Sally oh, Yeah, she, was, she sounds you know, amazing. One or two takes. She yeah. was just. It was. Even Fire. the reference were, were killing, yeah. Yeah, do you remember? Awesome. Do you, you know, because I know you've been to Australia a lot, but I remember doing Mal Molly Meldrum's show in in, yeah, in, in, in Australia, and I was yeah. standing as to Tina Turner because she was the other guest on the show, 
and I touched her arm, and she turned to me and looked, and I went, and I looked, and I said, I said, I had to. <laughs> I said, I had to, it was, she, it was just her skin was so, just so beautiful, and I wasn't like anywhere else, but I touched her arm, and she looked at me, and I, and she smiled, which was nice, but it was like, no, I would never do that, no, I would never do that today, of course, right, but back in the day, I was like 1986, Carmine, you know, it was like, it's yeah. Tina. But hey, yeah, man. Then, then, and then later, and then before that, actually, first time meeting her was we did a, a track on "Loving the Alien" album, um, Tonight album. Wow. When she sang, we did a reggae, we did a reggae number on uh, that album with David. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, so it, was, it was pretty cool. But she's again, you know, I, I again, I'm, I, I'm, I have to just bow down, be blessed, and be grateful to be uh, able amazing to have some of those heroes that I grew up with listening to and, and play never realizing. I never realized that was that was ever going to be possible coming from yeah. my neighborhood, you know. Oh, incredible! Did you have? Yeah. I mean, were, were, you know, because you've played with so many people, do you still get that kind of holy shit? I'm in the room with this person, kind of, or maybe not yeah. now, but over yeah. the years, did no, you? No, no, no. I still do. I still really? depends who it is. Yeah. And um, lately, for the last few couple of years, I've been I've been with Billy Gibbons because yeah. I've been a big ZZ Top right. fan. Well, isn't Kenny playing? Kenny plays drums with that, right? Yeah. Well, we, He's my we friend Kenny. Legends. Right. right, guitar, guitar legends, and we're yeah. Kenny and I are the rhythm section. Yeah, that's not bad. Billy Gibbons, <laughs> Billy Gibbons is a host, and it's fucking, it's hilarious with him. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And he, he's a hoot, man. Yeah, we, we have somebody. We're doing another one coming up uh, in October. Yeah. Um, uh, I think October second. A bunch yeah. of us, and this time, uh, Kenny wasn't available. But Taylor Hawkins is doing it this time. Oh, oh nice, wow. cool. Yeah, so cool. with with Mike, you know, with like, uh, I, I don't know what the list is. I mean, it's Mike Love and. Um, Zach Brown and oh wow, um, Trucks and Tedeschi and, wow. and a couple nice. other different people. Excellent. But uh, yeah, coming up on October second, we'll be filming it at the Foo Fighters studio. Oh, nice. Uh, Guitar Legends Four. Yeah, um, they're work, they're working out how we're going to get the separation or whatever. But again, yeah. I still answering the question. I still feel like I need to feel like I'm 16. Always. Yeah. Wow. Because th that spirit is very important. Exactly. You know, walking into a room, especially right. if they're nice people, it yeah. makes it easier. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you know? right, right. I, mean, I hear you. I hear it. That's fun. Makes it easier. Uh, yeah. So cool. It's so great that you, you, you think that way. Because it has, with all the great things that you've done, you still have the uh, that kind of uh, philosophy in life and living and playing and learning. It's, it's so important. Yeah. And, and and I learning. agree. Exactly. It's so important. You know. Yeah, it's just it's just something you take with you, and you don't you don't run away from it. You know, and if you if you kind of get stuck or whatever, just yeah. go back to your past right. and, and you know, regroup and work your way back up again. Right. But again, you know, I give my blessings. You know, the, the someone's looking over me. Yeah. And, and I'm able to do that kind of stuff and and be who I am right. with 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 the you know with did my, you want to be education I have did you want to be a professional musician from a pretty young age how how early did you start playing bass and when did you start having dreams of doing this for for the rest of your life kind of thing I actually started playing at 16th and and went professional uh, when I was 19 with LaBelle yeah, but okay. I, I I I didn't have dreams of being a session player I had dreams of being up on stage playing. Yeah. You know, watching the Jeff Beck group, watching Santana, watching, yeah. you know, the Beatles and you know, I want to I want to do that. Yeah. You know, how do you how do you do that? You want it to be Doug Ranch. Yeah, Doug Ranch. Yeah, oh, right? Yeah, you Doug Ranch. Yeah. You know, like Free and Zeppelin and yeah. Spooky Tooth and Small mm -hmm. Faces. That stuff was was very cool to me visually cuz yeah. there was really no other way out of Brooklyn. Yeah. Unless you took you had a, some sort of job or yeah. got married or whatever mm -hmm. and somehow I was very fortunate with the people that were I was around to kind of gear me that way. And you had to focus and make yourself go that way and hang out with people who are going in the same direction, which helps. Well, you you've, got, you've gotten to do that on stage for, I guess, the last 15 years or so with Joe Bonamassa. He was uh, on tour all oh, the time. Was, yeah. You were on the road all the time. Yeah. I love your little yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, little road <laughs> thing about Carmine. Carmine said, I'm my, down and I were going to go to a show. He said, listen, don't come backstage at this period because it's when I take my nap. <laughs> my nap, right. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but, yeah, but, I, but it's the band nap. They love the whole band takes a nap at this period. We have yeah, the nap. Have yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get that, man. That's important. Yeah, that's a, you a, guys yeah, know how to tour. Yeah. You know how to Nowadays, you have to. Yeah. yeah, we don't hang like we used to. No. You don't want to go that way because it's it's really unhealthy. No. And you know, and you, you know, you don't recover as good as you used to back no. in the day. But uh, no. Uh, and health wise, and educational wise, it's yeah. it's professional and it's it's a business and right. it's a love at the same time. You yeah. have to balance the two. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, with Joe is uh, again, I love great guitar players. And yeah. you know, again, if you saw, you notice, you know, C.B. Ray, you yeah. know, Bonamassa, Eddie Martinez. You, know, I have. 
I, I somehow surround myself with these kind of guys. Yeah, you have. I try to. I try yeah. to be in yeah. those kind of bands, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, I, I tell you, what, I tell you, what's a shock before we go move forward is when that when there was a roll out hall with Bon Massa and Eric Clapton. Yeah. I was really, I mean, my eyes, I couldn't stop, I couldn't shut my eyes down playing on stage with Bon Massa and Clapton. Oh my gosh. That, yeah. That was a, that was that was an eye opener to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, as a kid seeing them in cream. And, yeah. And then. Right. Standing next to them and talking to him. And what a tone. Was, you know, what a sound. You know? Yeah, Joe. Hey, Joe, Joe, Joe well, Joe and yeah, Clapton <laughs> together. Joe, yeah. and, so they're just amazing, you know? So. Yeah, it's, just, it's father and son. If you yeah. look at the video uh, further on down the road, uh, live at Roll Apple Hall, yeah. Bonamassa, it's father and son. Yeah. That's basically how you have to look at wow. it. Wow. Yeah. You gave uh, us a, I'll check it out. Simple. You suggested yeah. a, a just got paid from that out from that live album. Was Clapton on that on that uh, performance? On no, no, he was he was on uh, further further on down the road. And actually, he wanted to do more songs, but we didn't know that. Okay, you know, he was having so much fun. You know, Joe, didn't, we didn't really know that he actually wanted to do a couple more. You know, we would have known we'd have had a couple more on the on the film on the video. Uh, but just got paid is again it's a billy it's a zz top short song yeah just a little mixture yeah just give it started at 55 seconds (laughs) taylor because we'll uh minutes and if we had more time that's we would play great. the whole 11 minutes because that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's that awesome has, in in that whole section it has jeff beck stuff it has billy Cobham stuff wow uh, zeppelin stuff because it, it's stuff that we liked and we just put it, it just got pieced together organically wow and you know and again a question that you guys asked earlier um it's just you know watching someone do that and then you doing it yourself it's majestic yeah when it's done right yeah and it's a, it's a, it's a great feeling up there doing yeah, and you got a gr- you got a shit eating grin on your face. Going, yeah. you know it. You know it's you know it's badass. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's badass, <laughs> and everybody else is listening to it. Yeah, when you're oh, done, yeah. when you're done, po- folks, when you're done listening to our podcast, and so not now, but when you're done listening to the show, go look up Joe Bonamassa live from Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. That's just got paid, but the whole album, I guess, is probably out there on YouTube or, yeah. or Spotify or yeah, wherever. Yeah, yeah. Was that Tal? Was that my friend Tal on drums there? Tupper, the, the one you. That the one version you just played, it sounds like Tao, yeah. yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, definitely Tao, yeah. Yeah, you did some great, that was a great show. Yeah, what a great guy, yeah. and this is a great music. The, and on, awesome. the, on, on the Roll Up a Hall one is Anton Fig and, yeah. um, and, and uh, oh, gee, um, Bogey Bowls. Oh, the nice. Second drum. We had two drummers. Yeah. Combination. Yeah. Oh, you've done such a great stuff and work with such great players. It's just a, so great that... that we, need two, uh, we need two days for this. Yeah. Carmine, did you, did you play... With the Stones, I know you played with Mick and Keith at various. Had you played with Stones as the as the full band or? No, no. I actually I've done I've done Woody by himself, Keith by himself, and oh. not Keith. Uh, yeah, Keith, Woody separately, and Mick separately. Oh, but never. Uh, and I've been I've been friends never never in the Stones. You know, I've been friends with those guys for a lot of years. And wow. Bernard Fowler too. Yeah. No, Bernard Fowler does a background vocal. Yeah, I know. Yeah. For the last, you know, Bernard for the last fifteen years or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I actually helped him get that gig for him. Um, yeah. But no, I've been friends, especially with Woody. Long time with Woody. Yeah. Because of David. Right. 
Oh man, just, I love Woody. I, I yeah, love Woody. it's like I hope they tour this year. I know they were like, you know, ready to do something big. Every, everything yeah. would be next year because promoters and crew. Mm-hmm. We all need to get back to work, and it's got to be done safely. Exactly. You know, yeah, it's got to be done safely. You know, because it's. Yeah, These, uh, driving things are pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, Dave, Dave Span in the pocket has I, one I, coming up. We should we should. Well, promote. what is I keep on talking about Carmine to get him on it. Well, we're gonna have to probably do a, a like a, you know sending the tracks, but he'll he'll do something within the pocket at some point. Right, but you got yeah. yeah. the pocket like, has a driving coming up. We no, do have a driving November show. November seventh. November seventh at the Nishamini Mall, right? At the, wow, believe it or not, wow. we're doing one at the Nishamini Mall. Flatbed trucks, four or five videos. <laughs> I I have a I have a uh, it's about I think a 25 piece band Carmine. I got four horn players. Uh, uh, me and Kenny. Kenny Aronson uh, uh, plays bass with me. Me and Kenny. Oh, and I, love you, I, I will. He loves you, man. Uh, uh, Kenny Boy, and, uh, and a bunch That's of right. other guys. I got Greg uh, Arag- Maragos and a bunch of Philly guys. Maragos, Steve yes. Butler. Just Tommy Conwell comes and plays. And yeah, Richard Tommy. Bush from the A's. And uh, it's it's very, very cool. Very cool. From the A's. Yes. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get you doing something for sure because you yeah, yeah. you qualify uh, you qualify. Yeah. yeah, he's got Philly. a Philly history. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I got a pedigree. Yeah. Indeed, you <laughs> I do. Got a pedigree. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Express way to your heart. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Next time. Next yeah. time. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> hey, we're we're uh, running out of awesome. time. Unfortunately, Carmine, is there anything uh, you got going on right now you want to promote or? No, just a just I'm getting ready to do. We can once they get it together, Guitar Legends Four with uh, Billy Gibbons as a host. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll get more info about that later on. But uh, yeah. yeah, just a, the Bowie Celebration tour, a Bowie Celebration, which is wonderful great. show. Mick, you know, Mike Garson and yeah. all, all the alumni guys. Yeah. Which is really awesome. Yeah. Charlie we'll Sexton next. still doing that with you? Is uh, Charlie on board? Yeah, yeah. Love Charlie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Alan Child, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, Corey from Living Color. Right. Art's doing it too. So we have a. Quite a quite a motley crew, as yeah. they say. I love Alan's Next drumming year. too. Yeah. Alan, Alan and I both studied yeah. with Joe Casadas in New York. Great, great drummer. Alan, oh, Alan is, way. and he said, "Yeah, <laughs> man, we both experienced the Casadas magic." You know, so uh, it's great. It's oh, great. it's yeah. awesome. It's, yeah. it's just you know, again, we still have to just be grateful and yeah. you know, love and pay it forward. That's exactly. the most important thing at the moment. You know, what whatever whatever we do in our lives, always right. pay it forward. You're right, man. Bless you guys and, and Carmine. Thank you, thank yeah, you, really appreciate you. you doing this, Carmine. Carmine. I mean, what a oh. life. Well, I, I say this every time with our guests, but it's, it's true. What a life some of these guys, you know, the people you play with. And you can tell, too, you love it so much. And that's, yeah, I guess, yeah, how you've been I able to do it. it for, you know, however many years. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's not just a job. It's a passion. Yeah. And it's a. Yeah. No, it, it has to be a passion because the job bit, it's, it's okay. You know, that's why you get, if the, have your business and your love. Yeah. Get a, get a good balance of it. But again, like, like I said, I, I always want to be in a band like Traffic. Yeah. Or cream or Hendrix, you know, yeah. whatever, and yeah. Latin bands, and you know, and I, I try to make those dreams come true. Not easy now. I mean, I don't know what these kids are doing these days. Yeah. But back in the day, we we really yeah. worked hard at it. Oh yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah. Moving that needle around that that record back in the day. You know, now you got you got YouTube, but it's like, okay, how do you learn that? What did he do there? What was that? You know, it's, you know, and it's been helpful. It's been helpful yeah. for me too, YouTube. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I love it. Me too. Me too. We, we, we didn't even get into you having the Latin background and kind of kind well, of we'll mel- about, we'll melding, melding, Carmine, melding that Carmine Carmine will come back. melding that with we, rock we and roll. I mean, it's just that whole yeah. that whole combination of Latin yeah. uh, rhythms and then and then just yeah, rock I, and roll and blues. I mean, the way you kind of bring that all together, mm. it's it's, yeah. it's very cool. All I did was straighten the beat. All I did was I took R and B and and Latin and yeah. straightened the beat for rock because yeah. it depends on the swing. Right. And I found a way of of merging, you know, kind of making the two. Like Let's Dance is it's kind of a like a gap band kind of a you know a, it's a rock gap band kind of a thing. It's beautiful. You know, man. If you listen to it, it's a it's a big stomp. But yeah. uh, let's do let's do a round two. And we are. We'll get back. we will. <laughs> we will indeed. And listen, I'm going to be in touch because uh, I I got Please. I to, I'll let you know about what's going on and and I'll be in touch very soon. And I'm going to send you a link for this. You got it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you and to you and your wife. Yes. Much love, like always, like always, like you always. You got it, buddy. Thank All you. right, thank you so much. Uh, great meeting you. And you, you didn't see, but Dave and I had smiles this whole hour. Yeah, it was I mean, great. just and, and, our day. And I know Dave needed this uh, yeah. with everything going uh, on, and, awesome. and it's been great yes, for exactly. me too. So thank you so much, Carmine. Thank this you, was Carmine. spectacular. You, you got it, guys. Thank Take you. Take care. Right. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. Cheers. Was that great or what? Oh, uh, you, you told me he was a super guy, and sure yeah. enough, I mean, just yeah. Just, yeah. You know, you always wonder, like, because it's like, okay, because you ask, like, well, what's he like to chat with? I said. 
He's good. You know, he's well, wonderful. When, when you're somebody who's played with David Bowie yeah. and Rod Stewart, and you, yeah. you could get a little bit of an ego. I would, oh, he, you know, I, I, there's none with him. And, and none whatsoever. He's just, yeah. uh, just a terrific, giving, wonderful person. And, you know, I was really lucky that, that whatever broke down on the way to Philadelphia back in the day happened yeah. because I got a chance to meet him through my friend Steve Solitus, who played with him, and Danny D'Souza played with him in uh, Buff. And uh, it was, uh, you know, he's been a friend for many, many years now, you know, and, uh, I, you know, get to learn through his experiences, you know, actually playing with Rob and Eric after that. And, you know, hey. It's well, all good. If he ever shows up at an in-the-pocket gig, that, that'll oh, be... Oh, he's going to come out. We'll, be, we'll get it. We'll make really it happen. Cool. That'll we'll be very cool. We'll make it happen. All right. Well, let's oh. uh, just want to mention again our sponsors real quick uh, because we couldn't do this without them. Gotpeace.com, CrokerPercussion.com, and yeah. the School of Rock Berwyn. Thanks yeah. so much for your support. Yeah. Thanks to Philly Rock Radio uh, for airing us live. Thanks to Wildfire Radio for hosting us here in the studios in Woodbury and the great producer Taylor behind the glass over there. Uh, for Dave, I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time on In the Pocket.